I am The Animist, and you are listening to the Video and Company Podcast, a podcast where we talk about filmmaking and running a video production business. Today we have Bryant Walker, who is a video marketing strategist in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we talk about how to focus on getting results from your video projects, how to market your client work after it's been produced, and using online ads. Every time I sit down with Bryant, I always walk away with a ton of information and super excited to try something new on the marketing side. So I hope this episode does the same for you. So here is Bryant Walker. So for everyone that doesn't know who you are and what you do and where you came from, um, I'd like to basically get like a little back story between um, how you got to where you are now with your business, but also like how how you got there because you have a bit of a sales background before you got into videography yeah and i wanted to like connect those two and then everything leading up into where you are now yeah definitely definitely so uh i i guess it's a little bit of reverse so when i was a kid uh you know i grew up in the charlotte area grew up in huntersville and my dad he had an it job so he was always with computers and when i was a kid uh i used to ride razor scooters and when I uh, did scooter tricks, nobody locally thought it was cool, <laughs> right? It was yeah. like gangster rap era, right? And I had a camera, though, <laughs> and I had an internet connection because, again, my dad, you know, we had computers around the house and stuff like that. And so I started making videos of me doing scooter tricks, and I uploaded it to YouTube, and uh, I used to upload it to forums because this is before social media. And... Basically, I did this scooter trick where I take the scooter and like front flip it and then land on it, right? So I take that and I upload that to YouTube. This is 2006. So I did the trick when I was like 14, so I was like 16 at the time. Like, hey, there's this new platform called YouTube. I upload it. Well, long story short, it gets over 110,000 views. And I become kind of like a staple in the scooter community because of like video and YouTube and the internet. Right. And so like... (laughs) It taught me something like, holy smokes, like you can connect with a whole bunch of people and find people who are actually interested in you and the things that you actually like doing, but people locally might not be interested. You know what I mean? And that was like my first taste of like video marketing. I didn't know that that was marketing myself or anything, but it helped me connect with an audience. Right. You know, and so long story short, I started using video more. I started making beats when I was like 16, 17. And I made videos of me making beats. And another one of my videos hit 100,000 views because uh, I learned like some SEO and stuff and started, I had a Canon T2i at the time and I used that. And I used to have a beat store where I'd sell beats. And I used to make like 1,000 to 2,000 a month there in college and I used videos again to help me sell. But I didn't know I was doing marketing. It was just like, oh, I'm just doing videos for YouTube, you know? Yeah. And after that, um, ended up graduating from college, got into corporate America. And, um, you know, I, uh, I guess there's a, a last little backstory. So after I, uh, all the, the, the beat videos and stuff I did, I ended up getting a publishing deal at Universal Records as a music producer for building my own brand. And again, I wasn't thinking I was building a brand, I was just selling beats on the internet, you know, and just like connecting with people. And, you know, I got in that uh, contract and all that. And then after about four years, of, uh, you know, like being that I was also I ended up transitioning to corporate because I had to make more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you sign a deal and you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And it ends up being OK. Well, I got into corporate and my kind of sales was I, I was a recruiter out here in Charlotte. 
an IT recruiter. And basically what they used to do is a job comes out from like Bank of America, for example, right. and like 60 other people also, like 60 other firms got that same job. And so now you have a job with the same pay rate, the same job description, same location that you have to now pitch as something different while 60 other people are calling and emailing you. And so I'm making like, I've made over 10,000 cold calls, just calling people for jobs and all that. I had to research the jobs. And what I realized is you can make things sound different and you can really paint different pictures with your words. And that's where I started kind of getting into this kind of like, oh, wow, I can use art and creativity to help me sell, but I'm not lying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I never was the guy who was like, hey, tell them anything and then screw them when they get a job because if they didn't like if they quit I didn't get paid right you know and so what I learned was this is kind of like my transition into marketing I started learning email marketing because email was a big piece of it we get like resumes off a of career builder and stuff and so say a guy was like they give me all the hard jobs like the really tech like IT security or some type of like really niche programming language like remember this one job this is when I realized I was like holy smokes like I think I'm like marketing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got this job and, and uh, it was, I remember it was a Natiza database administrator, right? And it's like, what the heck is that? So I go on Wikipedia, try to look it up. And so how I got my emails to work was I, I, instead of saying like, hey, you know, new job available or something like that, I studied like, hey, make a unique headline. And so I did, I, I put like Natiza question mark because the person has to have that. And then the next uh, thing I chose was, okay, I'm going to put something that only they use. So some type of like, I found some type of like code or language that only like Natiza people would know. And then I put question mark as my next thing. And then I put like, uh, you know, full-time role or something like that, ex uh, question mark, and then yes, exclamation point. And then I sent that as an email, right? And in the body, I wouldn't include the pay rate. I wouldn't even include the name of the job because all these other people are emailing you and calling you about it. I don't want you to think my job is the same, mm -hmm. right? I want to get a chance to at least present the opportunity. And so what happened was I would, and I'd be like happy Wednesday or whatever day of the week. I'd really be about humanizing it because marketing is about building a connection with people, not just like slinging stuff at people. Right. And I would be like, you know, happy Wednesday, you know, John, I just came across your resume and I saw that you're in the space for new Natiza opportunities, I have roles with Fortune 500 clients, and I'd love to discuss some of them with you. And instead of saying the pay, I discuss the benefits. And in marketing, they always tell you, don't tell features, tell benefits. Right. Right. And I would ask my manager, like, hey, what are the benefits of like working at like, you know, this uh, Blue Cross or Bank of America or whatever the company was? And it's like, you know, oh, they have childcare. Oh, they have uh, remote Fridays. Oh, they have uh, great healthcare benefits. Oh, they have, on like, one of them had an on-site masseuse. You know, like, you get massages at work. Like, I'd send that to people. They'd be like, hey, this job sounds different. And they would say, oh, you must have better knowledge because you didn't just lead with the job description and pay rate. I trust you to represent me to this position. You know what I mean? And I would get on the phone. Now the person would reach out to me. It wouldn't be a cold call anymore. Right. All that, all that learning you got from that previous job mm -hmm. where you were able to like learn marketing and kind of like learn the different ways to communicate with someone and mm -hmm. also like um, take something, 
have have that person be able to take something away from like what you're creating. Right. And in that instance, it was like your marketing email. Mm-hmm. But how were you able to use that from that position into your video business today? So after that, I had done that, and I was like, I've always had this kind of creative desire and itch. You know, I'd done music production, done video production, and now I've uh, started learning. Like that job helped me understand like how businesses are in. You know what I mean? Like we had numbers, we had quotas. It was like, you know, okay, if there's a problem, great, but or not great, but hey, let's work through it. You know, and it's like it's got to deliver results for people. You know what I mean? Like a business owner is trying to get more customers. And so if I just lead in there with just, hey, you want a video, you know, I knew I wanted to start a business, but I knew that there were, there were firms that had, you know, red cameras, right? They had, you know, a production team, right? They had all these things. So if I can only went in with just quality, mm-hmm. that was only one angle I could really hit. But if I could come in from the person who understands business, right, and what like, hey, I can talk to you from a, you know, numbers perspective and, you know, make sure that this is you know, tying in back to your business results. And video is a great tool to communicate. I knew I couldn't compete with the people who had all the gear, right? right? I didn't want to get into, I'm renting $10,000 cameras and, you know, trying to pull in together a team and all that. And then I'm not anything different. What that job taught me is you got to learn how to frame what you bring to the table and your difference. And my difference was my business skills and my understanding of business and numbers and tying it into results. And so when I would talk to somebody, I wasn't just talking about, hey, here's my camera and here's the 4K quality and all that. That didn't mean anything to them because they're looking at, you know, is, are more customers going to come in? And so I started, I left that job and I started learning digital marketing. I started learning, like I got a HubSpot certification in email marketing. Uh, I started buying Facebook ad courses, <laughs> you know, on the internet, like you see them. And, it's, and like, I was like, I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. And I started learning like, Facebook loves video. Of course, YouTube loves video. Like the two biggest places people market on the internet love video, Mm -hmm. right? And video gives you access to that experience with the business, right? Video allows you to feel something, you know, art allows you to feel. And so if you're just saying like, hey, uh, a lot of the people I would talk to, they they would have to compete on price. Say it's a law firm and rates are fixed, right? Say they can only offer something for $700, $700, like period. That's what, the, that's what the market rate is. Yeah, I can use video to frame the experience as we listen to you, like the benefits, right? Just like with the jobs, you know, um, we're timely. You know, we're going to save you time or we're going to save you energy. Or we're going to save you effort or it's a one-stop shop instead of just selling based off price. Right. You know what I mean? And so when I started doing that, people started listening to me. It's like, oh, he, this guy's just not a videographer. Like, first, people call me, like, hey, he's a videographer, he does this. But he's like, no, he's a video strategist. Like, I just made a, I made a, a title. It's like, okay, like, I understand how to use these videos to help you get a business result. And that also goes into, like, you as a business owner mm-hmm. selling that video project. Yeah. Is that when you are already thinking about this, is the this should be the end result of the video project. And if that end result is, like, let's say a lawyer is able to close down on, like, you know, X amount of thousands of dollars. Right. It's like that video no longer is just like something cheap that like the guy down the street could shoot because right. it's like I'm building that value based on what it's worth and what it can be worth to you. Right. And so like it's a lot easier for you to compete with right. other videographers. Right. 
and and it and it's also different too because you know a lot of times video professionals i mean i'm guilty of it too you know we're looking at gear we're thinking gear is going to deliver the result and we're thinking just the video itself it looks great yeah the story looks great but it's like i go a, a level deeper and it's like is this the right story to tell yeah right like my whole thing is is like is this going to add credibility to your brand you know is this going to help you is that going to push somebody over the the fence to say hey i'll give you my email address mm-hmm. or you know and so that's why I even looked at things like, you know, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with like Vimeo. Yeah. Um, some people might not be familiar with tools like Wistia, where you can collect email addresses right in a video player. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about it sending your traffic somewhere else off YouTube if you just upload it to YouTube. So right. it's just little things like that that let people see like, wow, okay, he's really focused on making sure that this works for me and that I actually care about this working for you. Right. And so tell me if I'm wrong, but... Is the process of you with like, I would say either your main clients or like when you do a project that is the epitome of what your company is about, Mm -hmm. is that you basically help with pre-production. You basically plan on this is the type of story we're going to tell so that we can we can create conversions or provide this outcome at the end. Mm -hmm. And then you basically help your customer not only all the way through production, but your main thing is distribution so that you can control the channels of con- distribution to have the most analytics and really see the return on investment for the client. So you basically administer that. Is, is that kind of correct? Yeah. So we handle content creation and distribution because here's another thing that I would see. I would even see people who they're like, Hey, we already have a video. I go to their website. You know, sometimes you're like, okay, let me, let me see if they need an upgrade or it's a fantastic video. Yeah. Like great call to action, great story, you know, I'm ready, but they're not using it. It's just on YouTube and has five views. Right. They're not, it's like, you could put that in your email signature. Oh, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I never, never thought about that. Every time you send an email, they can go watch that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have you used this on your social media channels? Oh, I didn't think about that. You know what I mean? Like, have you thought about even chopping this up into micro content? Because there's, there's a lot of stories that you said here, There's, you know, that add value here, but it's like, I never thought about it. And it's because I think it's becoming relatively new to say like, you know, video marketing strategy. Yeah. You know, that's not like pay-per-click advertising or, you know, SEO, but this is the next phase. Yeah. And it's probably (laughs) going to like, because right now it feels like it's kind of a niche thing. Like, I don't know if, you know, the algorithm on YouTube and Instagram, mm-hmm. if I'm getting the same ads as everybody else, but it's like, it seems like it's a, that wave that like is going to be a mainstay within possibly a year and a half. Well, yeah. I, well, the thing is, is like this, like, like for instance on YouTube, like I looked at a statistic, it's probably, a, hopefully it's a little bit higher, but this most recent report had said like only 9% of businesses are on YouTube. I'm surprised. Think about how many businesses are out there. Yeah. Right that don't have in don't use any type of YouTube. If anything, they say social media and they try to get a Facebook page. Yeah. For the people who are even aware, you right. know what I mean? Because a lot of times business owners might be from the generation previous to us. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're millennials and Gen Z's and stuff. And even Gen X's knows about social media and whatnot, but it's right. like, they don't, it's like, what am I using YouTube channel for? I'm not like doing makeup, you know? So they're like, what's yeah. the point versus YouTube's the second biggest search engine in the world. And Google owns it as well. So it's like it'll help your SEO ranking if you have a video. 
for your targeted keywords. And it's like, nobody told me that. Yeah. And it's like, well, a lot of people might not know about that other than an SEO person, but if an SEO person is not doing video. Well, and not only that, like it's the second biggest search engine, but as of like recent statistics, I think it's the second biggest social media platform. And mm. it's because these social media platforms kind of shift and change whenever there's a new one like Snapchat or anything mm -hmm. like that. But right. um, and they all have like different uses and different demographics. And I don't mm -hmm. think like when a lot of I, I don't want to like single out any certain type of demographic, yeah, yeah, yeah. but generally younger people mm -hmm. tend to have an ear to the ground closer than the older generation. And sometimes I'll just hear them say like, oh, social media, it means post it. It's like, <laughs> because I mean, yeah. when you were saying that like a client didn't even know to post it to social media, it's like, that's the base that like my, some of my clients would do is they're just like, oh, it's, it's on there. And it's like, mm -hmm. is it working for you though? Like, is it doing something? Is it sending it someone else? Is it sending, is it making the phone ring? Yeah. You know? And I ran into an issue on my in my own business that yeah. I've been well, I was running ads on something and I had like missed a, a part of the uh, the wizard to when you're setting it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I'm going after. I think I was going after 25. It might have been like 22 to 35 year olds. Yeah. And uh, I'm running the ad and I'm like, it's not really doing too well. And then like I canceled it. And then a week later I was like, it was only on Facebook. 22 to 35 is not on Facebook. Yeah, 22 to not. 35 is not huge on Facebook right now. And it's like, well, screwed that. Because it's like, it doesn't matter if you just post it to social media. It's got to be there for a purpose. And yeah. it's got to be there for a certain person. Well, I think that's the biggest piece is like, when something I always tell people, it's like, uh, and this is big in, in business period, right? Uh, a lot of the stuff I might do might is B2B work, you know? And it's like, if you don't look good, I don't look good. Yeah. And that's not just visually. That's hey, is this performing well for you? Is this, you didn't spend all this money because a lot of times people view it as an expense yeah. versus an investment. Exactly. And so if I'm, if you said something earlier, right, um, to the to point where we're even talking about social media, right? Like I have one client, we know his demographic and we know how much it costs to acquire a customer from a video ad we're running on Facebook. So we run a video ad, it takes them to a landing page, I have a pixel on the on you know his page when they get to the thank you page and it fires that means it's a conversion and we know how much it costs to get that mm -hmm. and it's doing like 10 times the cost of acquisition so it's like this so imagine it only costs you $50 to make a $1000 sale right right and it's like seeing numbers like that makes a business owner say whoa I don't get that from networking. I don't get that from TV. I don't get that from radio. I don't get that from all these other mediums. Like I do this combination of video and um, digital marketing. Right. And it's like they when the green light goes off, it's like, wow. And another piece is, you know, like you were even saying, the 25 to 35-year-olds, a lot of people live on their phones now. Mm -hmm. Their phone is their life. And it's like they might not have a TV on. Yeah. But they do have a phone. Yeah. And right. even things like I've, I've done YouTube ads, and you can target people who watch YouTube TV. So I, I haven't dealt into YouTube ad yet. Yeah, but it's like it's another thing where it's like you like if you want to be around people when they're sitting down watching TV, mm -hmm. you can target YouTube TV. Yeah. And it's like wow, like it is. It kind of feels like the Wild West because it's a shift, and there's not like a a Harvard video <laughs> marketing 
you know, degree. Yeah, there's no like establishment. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of like when SEO came out or, you know, a lot of people know Gary V. All right, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he, he blew up his, you know, father's wine business because he was using Google Ads. Yeah. Before other people in his industry were using Google Ads. So it's like, this is an opportunity for you to get ahead of the curve with video marketing for a business owner versus saying like, hey, you know, is this going to work? Yeah. And um, so this episode, I, I'm pretty sure this might be in the intro, but uh, mm -hmm. this episode's a lot different than like the rest of the episodes mm -hmm. in this podcast in the way that I traditionally talk about like the creative as well as the technical side of filmmaking. But the second part of this podcast is running a video production business. And I know not every video production business is going to be um, necessarily this advertising-minded. Mm -hmm. um, I try to be half-time. Like, yeah. So it's like I want some clients where I can do something like this, and it's steady, and it's mm -hmm. not super grueling. But then I also want like, you know, something a little more... Uh, Attention to detail. Yeah, substance-based like, yeah. kind of thing. But so for something that you might have some tips on that would help anyone in a video production business, no matter what they go after, whether it's advertising or marketing, or if it's just landing gigs in general, mm -hmm. um, as somewhat of a sales expert, what would be advice for someone who is just terrible at like sales or like converting or doesn't even know what converting is? Well, I think the, the easiest thing that I learned is like, I actually obsessed over this. So I made my own frameworks that I could look at and be like, oh, wow, okay. So one of the biggest things that I use when I sell is a, a framework I call claims and evidence. Very simple. So every business has claims they make in the market, right? We're the fastest, we're the best. Mm -hmm. We care about families, we care about veterans, right? Do you have any evidence? Video in court is used as evidence. It's the best evidence. Yeah. Right. And so when I'm going to a business owner, and you're trying to sell production. Just say like, hey, OK, you have all these people. You have all these testimonials, these Google reviews. Right. Like but when you make it a video, it becomes real to people. You know what I mean? And it's like, hey, it's something that business owners always look for is reviews. Like if they can get five star Google reviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Like go to a business that has great Google reviews. And say, hey, we'd love to offer you doing a testimonial shoot or a testimonial story mm -hmm. that kind of like shows the story of like before and after. Right. So it's like, here's what life was like before our product. Here's life after the product. It's much easier. It's better. Before it felt like a nightmare. Let's bring that Google review to life. You're going to get people way more interested and start there than say, hey, do you want to do a brand video? And they just don't see the, the connection. Right. Because when you say that, they might just be thinking, oh, it's a video about, like, what I, or, or it's just a video involving the company. Like right. It feels like the more you break it down, and, like, it doesn't necessarily mean come up with the whole idea and give it to them. Yeah. It's just, like, the more, and I structured this in a way, it's, like, it's, uh, basically, when someone's done watching the video, I don't want them to have a question other than, the next when step. can you start? Yeah. Kind of thing. Is, uh, what, why, and how? So, like, what's, like, what it is, why is why you want it, and how is how you get it. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, I feel like that alone, if you break down the project that far enough for whoever you're trying to sell to, mm -hmm. that, like, you're on a good start. And I will say that I have noticed that, like, coming at cus potential customers like mm -hmm. that, their eyes light up a lot quicker than I've got a GH5 with 18 to 35. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, it, I kind of view it like this. When you go to a restaurant... 
Do you care about where the steak came from? Do you care about like like marginally? A lot marginally, as right? Long as it's safe. Is it delicious? Yeah. All right. They're selling the experience. It's 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 great. It tastes. Oh, you see this whole like Chick Fil A versus Popeyes thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's better than Chick Fil A. No one's had. No one's asked like, where do the chickens come from? Is, yeah. Is this the t- it's like people say it's better, so they're going after it. Yeah. And so even with this, it's like people. You have to talk to people in their language. You know what I mean? Sometimes it is like. You know, ISO and, you know, frame rate and all that type of stuff and, you know, the dynamic range. But it's like, okay, how is that going to add value to the person that you're serving? Mm-hmm. And if you can use that, if, if you say, hey, we use these cameras because you said you want a uh, Bank of America national commercial look. That's what these do. Oh, yeah. okay. For sure. I'm sure I'm wondering mm-hmm. because a while ago talk like this might have perked my ears up based on the kind of ads that I've been getting. I'm sure you've been getting them. Actually, I <laughs> yeah. know you've get, been getting them. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've even seen, I actually saw a local do a parody of one of these ads, like one of the whiteboard ads. It's like, you're going to make a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like how, why, just in general, like how, why, what you think about it, your view is like this huge wave of, courses and stuff like that that basically take everything that like we've been talking about Mm -hmm. and they try to bring it down to an absolute formula that'll work for everyone and they're selling the courses and it's like some of them are real and some of them are inauthentic you know Mm -hmm. like parker walbeck you know he's established Mm -hmm. and he's got a course on how to become a filmmaker and now he's got a course on how to make a course because the filmmaking course went so well (laughs) yeah so it's like but then it feels like the market is saturated with a bunch of sharks and uh, wolves in sheep clothing and scammers. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what do you what do you think about that section of the market that is like inauthentic in this process that we're talking about? I think it kind of goes back to I try to look it back at myself when I started, right? So, a lot of times, like if you're talking about like these people who are saying like, "Hey, I can help you in video production and all this type of stuff." I always tried to find somebody who was already ahead of me mm-hmm. and had evidence of it. So, like, claims and evidence is something I even look for when I look at this stuff. So, you say Parker, for example. You can go on YouTube and see all his work. You can see he worked with, like, Devin Supertramp. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see him. He's literally filming him work for a client. He's documenting. He's not, like, making up stuff. You know what I mean? And then he has proof because he has, hey, these people went through my course and they learned this. And then he even shows you, like, hey, here's what you'll learn in the course. In all his content, he's saying, hey, this is literally a piece of my course. And we go in more depth here. And I think it's it's not bad. I think it's just it's, it's just like any other industry, like going to college, mm-hmm. right? There's some colleges that are legit. And there's some colleges that are fly-by-night online school. And you thought you got a degree, and it's really not accredited anywhere. Yeah. And so you still have to do your due diligence in, in, in making sure, like, if this person is straight up and says, like, I remember I bought a course and this guy said, you know, I am a digital marketer, but I'm positioning this for people who are filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Right. That's pretty straight up. Yeah. Right. He's not like, yeah, he's like standing by a red or something. It's like, that's not even how you like. This is like you just like as a filmmaker, you're looking at that and it's like that. What do you do? Buy that tripod at Target? Like, yeah. are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like he's being fake, like to your point. But if somebody's just like authentic and they're saying like, hey, um, you know, 
here's something I've done. That's what I always look for. What did you do? You can only teach me what you've done, I, I believe. Yeah. So whatever they're teaching, be it sales or how to shoot a video a certain type of way or how to work with clients, like there's another really good channel. It's called The Future. Like they always do like really good tutorials on like, you know, hey, here's how you present to a client or whatnot, right? I haven't heard of them. Yeah, but it's another, you know, type of place because I feel like like even what I study, like I want to share this information even on the platform like what you have, which is great here, because there needs to be a bridge between art school, like film school and business school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like film school teaches you a lot, right? And then some people are saying, hey, you don't even need film school to make films, which I agree to an extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you don't have to go somewhere. Just like you don't have to go to business school to learn business. Right. But if there is something that bridges the gap that helps you get one step closer to you being able to, you know, run a business more efficiently, I'm all for it. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of why I did this. Uh, I mean, so I the reason I started this podcast actually is because... I, I ha I've had a YouTube channel since 2012, and so it mm. had a base of followers that already kind of knew who I was, but it was just I was just putting out like short films and music videos and just like nothing really consistent or even quality. Yeah. And um, after listening to enough Gary V talking, or I forgot who it was, but it was you know somebody talking about how important YouTube is, and mm -hmm. um, so I just made like two or three tutorials, and. Um, they were very niche. They were about the Black Magic Micro, which okay. there's not a lot of information about. And yeah. they didn't blow up, but like there was, they got like a thousand views or like a little under a thousand views rather quickly. Mm. And the comments were brimming because there was just a select few group of people that very were focused. Like very yeah. focused. I was commenting them. I was kind of building a community. And I was like, okay, like if that didn't happen, I don't know if I'd still do making it because mm. I am the kind that it's like after like two months of doing something and having zero results, I'm going to yeah, sleep it's like, on it. Yeah. You're going to be like, eh. so after that, um, I, I will say I, this is attributed to Gary V talking about the podcast is I want to, I wanted to meet more filmmakers. I wanted to meet more business people that were associated with media marketing mm -hmm. and this was a good way to do it. But also, there's so many podcasts and there's so many YouTube channels where it's like, hey, this is a review of a new camera. Or like, hey, this is how you get soft lighting. And it's like, <laughs> I don't want to just be that. Yeah. But I enjoy doing business. So, and that's, and I feel like there's a ton of stuff where there might be things that you're holding back. And I feel like there's things that I used to hold back a lot too. And I used to like think about my techniques or like my mm, sales techniques as yeah. like secrets. And I'm like, no, if you, let it all out. If you give everything away and you tell them everything that happens, because if it works for you and it works for them, it only makes you more credible. Right. And I've realized like, that's what I want to do with like business stuff is just kind of talk about, or at least have other people talk about how we do those business things that really aren't always in the open. You know, a lot yeah. of times it's like some kind of paid course or something like that, or maybe you got to watch 200 hours of YouTube to figure it yeah, all and out. Sift and through the all dots. of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's kind of what it was for, so, and I really appreciate you coming on to, like, kind of be the, uh, you're kind of the mascot for that aspect of, like, video business and sales and marketing, like, all coming yeah, together. Yeah, well, I think it's, like, being a creative, right? Like, I told you, like, 
or like when I was a music producer, I did stuff for like Trey Songs and Bryson Tiller. Yeah. Right. So it's like all creative, like vibe, right? Like uh, yeah. a song is a vibe. Like you're yeah. just you're not you're not thinking business. Like oh, I wonder how many numbers is. It's like yo, yeah. this feels fire. This is dope. Yeah. Then with videos, right? Like you find like kind of like the person you kind of go to. Like oh, I love this guy's type of videos. Like I wish I could make that. Like you're just yeah. shooting and you're waking up and you're doing time lapses and all that, right? And then you also realize like. There's this thing where it's like when you're creative, like money can kind of feel evil. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I'm selling out. Yeah. You know, that whole mindset of like, and I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait. What's the sellout piece, right? And it's like, okay, wh- well, what do you want to do like as to be genuine? Like I just turned 30 in July and I was like the word that I wanted to, to like, I don't know. It's like I turned 30 and this word came to me and it was like be authentic. Yeah be genuine and that's what's lacking in the world right now is people being authentic and genuine you know what i mean like and i was like okay that is what the creative side of me wants that's actually what bryant wants right but that's also what a lot of artists want right a lot of artists might say stuff that's not politically correct or perfect but it's going to come off genuine and authentic whereas business is kind of perceived as like i'll lie to you to get a sale right i'm going to polish up i'm going to be perfect i'm going to do all these things to just sell you a lie Mm-hmm. To your point, even with these shark courses, you know, there's some genuine people, there's some aren't. But it's like, I want to use the power of video. And I don't do advertising with everybody. Sometimes it's just this YouTube strategy or yeah. SEO or something. But it's just like, just using video every day. If you're using live video, just building an authentic connection. Those people that commented on your post felt like, yo, I was in the room with Ethan and he helped me get through something. That video can, like, video can be used to help people, not just like, infomercial the crap out of people like even when i say commercials i'm not making infomercials that are like hey come on down to gary's law firm like that's not what we're making we're making stuff like like this guy he has a van so i I try to find people who are disruptors because it's easier to tell a story yeah so like um he literally has a van where he drives to you wherever you are might drive to your house might drive to your job for a closing for a house so you don't have to drive to his office to close in your house. He'll drive to you in his online scheduler. Okay. So that's a great offer. And then I filmed that. Like, I've got drone shots of him, like, driving through Charlotte and stuff. And it's just, like, showing the experience of, like, him working with clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not even, like, you know, the gauntlet, you know, the lawyer, like, where it's, like, that type of thing. Like, he's showing, like, oh, wow, this guy looks like fun. Oh, wow, this guy cares about serving people. Oh, wow, he has a different offering. And it was, like... That's what made the connection work. If I just did it like, oh, uh, let me make a TV commercial. Let me put a phone number on here. Like, and let me make it look like I don't have all that sell stuff on it. Yeah. It's just about being authentic. Right. And uh, like kind of goes back into the point that I was making, but more or less that like um, this wouldn't really necessarily work for our clients, even though some of them are kind mm-hmm. of doing it. Some of my clients is that it's more or less like it's not always like if you provide value, like people are genuinely interested. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to sell anything on YouTube. I was literally just trying to like tell people like, Hey, hey this is helpful. And I actually saw, I think it was on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. might've been on Instagram. You were talking about, uh, if you really want to be something or like some kind of influencer, I forgot exactly what mm-hmm. term you used, but you were saying be a resource for the community. Yeah. And that's how you can be the most valuable for anything. That, that I mean, you got to think about this. People watch HDTV for, like, inspiration on homes. Like, oh, I want a home. Oh, let me see how they did it. Oh, wow. We're thinking about renovating. Let me watch this flipping house. Oh, wow. Before and after, right? Yeah. If you watch Discovery Channel, oh, I want to learn things. 
I want to see how, like, I never have the resources to go find a great white, but I'm going to watch Discovery because they're going to put on a great program and teach me something. Yeah. You know, and it's like, connect what you're doing. You teaching people with the black magic cameras. Like, you're becoming a resource. It's very hard to find information about it. I found this guy's channel. Boom. Cool. We have a connection. So it's like, you can't be an influencer without helping people yeah. and having a community. Like, I don't try to find clients. Like, you know, I think every business should also think about, what type of people you want to work with, not just like, hey, I work with everybody. Right. Because now if you have a set of values, it's like, hey, we work with people who are doing like genuine, authentic business and want to help more people. Mm-hmm. If that sounds like you, cool, right? If you look at Gary Vee, he's given a, a ton of information. It's not just he's filming videos and it's all tactics. Yeah. It's also his content is authentic and genuine and it's actually helping people. So it reciprocates in engagement and saying you help me and all that. Yeah. And I tell kind of tell people like this, it's like, you know, people watch uh like like who's a person? Uh Dr. Oz, right? They're they're looking to find out health stuff. Yeah. Right? They're they're looking for information about like, oh, is yeah, don't eat this food because it has this stuff in it, right? You know, he might not be the perfect example. I don't know what his back end is looking like, but you get what I mean. It's, hey, I have questions about this. I'm, I, I'm cloudy on it. How can I use my expertise as a professional to help people? And then we're just using video to just pretty much clone yourself. Right. <laughs> it's it's a lot easier than, like, it's a lot easier and more useful than a text post, but I don't want to be a commercial for either of us. <laughs> um, <Right>. So <laughs> just to go off of the rails a little bit, because yeah. um, we're running close on time, there's two things I wanted to get to. Yeah. Um, one is it's, there's some, there's a part of you that is very different than a lot of people I meet and is that you're not very gear oriented. You're like, I've, cause I've seen you're like, you have, you have mics, mm-hmm. you have a camera, you have a couple lenses and you have like a couple lights mm-hmm. and you s- stuck with them. And it's like, your stuff's great. Your stuff, like the goodwill thing came out great. Thanks, like man. it looked better like than Cause when I was f- looking at it i was like when i was looking at it while we were filming it and then i looked at the end video i'm like the hell like that like (laughs) way greater so like i wanted to see like why are you which we kind of talked about it earlier but maybe you can go deeper on it is uh why do you not rely and why do you why are you not super into like all the like new flashy gear all the time well or am i wrong or are you i mean it's yeah i like eye candy Right. Yeah. Like everybody has their thing. Like you're in the cars, but you drive an old beater. Right. Because you paid it off. It's kind of like that mindset. Like it's getting the job done. Yeah. And what I, I remember when I first started my business, I saw a video on YouTube and this dude had started a million dollar uh, radio production company. But he was saying he got to six figures with like five year old gear. And that like I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you know, this was when like 5D Mark Threes were like the go-to camera, right? right? And I was like, no, I got to get a 5D. Like, look, I'm looking, looking at footage on Vimeo. and Oh, you can do raw now. And, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh. And he was just like, you got to find out what the person's trying to communicate. And, and this is something I took away from it. You watch TV shows from like the 90s, right? Yeah. Quality doesn't look anything near what is available now. Yeah. But there's still some good shows that you'll go and watch and be like, oh, that's a, that's a great show. Yeah. You know, like that's one of my favorite shows. You know what I mean? Like this is really random, but I like the show Frasier. It is shot like square. Like no, it's like standard definition. Yeah. But the content's good. Great audio. 
great storylines, great acting. You know, all the fundamentals are there. If they did a re like you ever see companies do like a remake, Disney's doing all these remakes. Yeah. And I still hear people say like, Oh, I kinda like the old Lion King better than the new Lion King. And it's just like it looks better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it looks better, but it's like, okay, I just get geared to the level of is this professional? Mm-hmm. Do my clients deem this professional great? I can kinda like give up all that research and that time and focus on helping them get better results. Yeah. Because I remember um, there was a stint a couple years ago where I just, like, I think I camera researched for literally three weeks straight. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> I watched, like, four hours of Philip Bloom, <laughs> yeah, like, a day. <laughs> um, and then I got, I got, I ended up getting a C100 and sold it in two weeks. I was like, no. So, and I just went back to, like, Canon. Uh, I did end up getting the Black Magic, which is not, like, it's overkill for a lot of stuff. Like, but, but the other thing is, is like you found like one thing I was talking to you because I was like, oh, here's a black magic. I've heard that's like the the better option than the GH5. Like, let me let me hear what he has to say. But it was like you were just it, there's no perfect camera. No, it's it, not. It, and I started saying, OK, well, what am I using it for? For what I do, I do probably 30 percent events and 70 percent like kind of staged client work. It's almost like documentary a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I do like documentary style shooting. It's like web series and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like. This has in-body stabilization. Great. Like, it, it's, it works for my shooting style. Yeah. And I think you got to find something that works for your shooting style and not let somebody tell you, like, your camera is inefficient because, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have two more stops of dynamic range. Yeah. And just, like, not getting caught up in it. It's, like, hard to hear and hard to do or easier said than done. But, like, it is important not to. And, I mean, I know um, there's a company in town which I've been thinking about bringing onto the show. But, like, literally – He's, his business is booming, and I think he's just doing five Ds. But like he's like he's got a great sales system, and you know he's just networking and referral. Like the, the stuff, like like it. like what you're yeah. just saying, the stuff that matters, the stuff that moves the needle. Who knows you? Yeah. Right. Because you can have all the gear in the world. Like you can be the best product. This is something you learn in advertising. The best product on the shelf that nobody knows about doesn't change the world. Yeah. Right. So the. 80% version of that product, it's not as good. It's good. It's not great. But it's distributed everywhere. Like, the best doesn't win. It's yeah. the best of what's available and seen yeah. <laughs> is what wins. It's and you about, have to remember that. Yep. Perception. Um, so, and then the uh, last thing I want to talk about is you did bring up your music. And I recently started following a artist in town that I didn't realize you were producing, co-producing with is was Quantrell Coakley and yeah I know you did the Bryson Tiller stuff which I always thought was dope because I loved like Bryson Tiller's like early stuff yeah. and I'm like I was probably listening to him <laughs> a long time ago but um so like tell me about uh how music's going right now and uh the whole Quantrell Coakley and I think it's Trunk music is also or is that just one song are y'all doing like a project together yeah so like uh so with him so I've been working with Quantrell since like January and like um so Tiron Music brought me in and I known him for years, so I started a music production meetup, and so I'm always a big community guy. So like, I started the video or the music production meetup, and it has like over 300 people. And he had come one time, and we always stayed in contact because he was somebody who all, he he's thought like a creative, but he also had that business mind because he runs a studio. Right. And so we started working on some tracks with him earlier in the year, and really just like I like creating with purpose. Like that's my tagline yeah. for like just about everything in life. 
because like Quantrell was like this very purposeful individual. Like he had a, a, a sound and, you know, he had a previous album, but it's also like as a producer, you're, you're like, hey, we can add these elements. Yeah. You know, and I remember like I started doing some documentary stuff with that. And I was like going back to like what you were even saying with Gary Vee, like everything is content. Just document what happens. And it was like like that track. I, ha- I had not been producing like consistently for like some years. Yeah, I but, didn't. I didn't realize you were back on it. And what happened is, is when he came back around, it was like it's almost like if you saw a certain client, like you don't do a type of video, but it's like, oh my god, like if I have a set of actors like this, I can actually do like these skits I've been wanting to do for years, and I would have never guessed that that was what you would want to do. But you never had the right situation, right? And with this, it was just like. I started producing, like, I made that during my lunch break. <laughs> Are we talking about momentum? Yeah, I made that yeah. momentum beat. Like, I had started off cause with the vocals and drums, and then me and Theron, or uh, Team Ron Music, worked together to, like, arrange it and everything and get it, like, perfect, and then he mixed it. And I made that on my laptop and some earbuds, you know what I mean? And then he has a studio, and he, he mixed it down, and it was like, holy smokes, like, this is dope. Like, I was able to be creative, right? But then also, like, all the marketing and all that type of stuff I know now, it's like I can even help in what I'm doing with him beyond just music. So, you know, because you even see now memes and marketing and, and video. That's, yeah. like, all the little Nas X went viral off of memes. Yeah, he just made <laughs> surplus of memes. So, um, and I didn't realize, can you, like, kind of inform me a little bit about Quantrell's, like, projection? Because I thought he was just one of those... Like you know, you you have you just run across some people in town. It's like, man, that guy's super talented. I I hope something happens, but you know, it's Charlotte, so it's kind of hard. Yeah. But I think I saw like his Instagram following account, and I was like, whoa, I d- was not <laughs> expecting that. What uh, what's his projection like? Well, I think right now it's just like working on music, and you know, I know he definitely has a, a team. From what I can I can say about it, you know what I mean. And it's it's more so like. Yeah, you've heard 50, some, 000. yeah. You've you've seen some of the, just the new songs and stuff that's come out. It's like, it's I think it's it's more so showing like in the city, like yo, there's other artists. Like it's like yo, you should take artists seriously in Charlotte. Yeah. Like a lot of times, it's like oh, you got to go to Atlanta, or you got to go to another, you got to go to New York or L.A. or whatever. Yeah. But it's like no, like Charlotte's right there in the wave too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's other artists that are coming up in the area. We all know J Cole's from like North Carolina. Um, one of the artists on J. Cole's uh, label, Lute, he's from Charlotte. Yeah. He went to high school with him. You the know baby's what I mean? from Charlotte, too. Like, so, I think yeah, the baby so. really opened the doors for a lot of people, but I don't want to sound ignorant because, like... No, I he did. I mean, he's he's definitely, like, opened up that mainstream window. And yeah. I think it's just, like... I think it's just cool to be able to still be creative, but then also have this mindset of, like... I don't I don't even like the business... Like, oh, the business mindset. It just makes you think of, like, white suit and some, like, yeah. guy who doesn't care about you. <laughs> you know? But versus, like, maybe creative and, like, purposeful. Yeah. Or intentional creativity. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm For sure. Um, so is there anything that you wanted to plug that uh, you got? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, definitely. So I just finished a, a five-part series with Goodwill. Um, uh, SP, if you want to go check them out, Goodwill Industries of the Southern Piedmont. 
uh, Ethan did some great lighting, uh, worked his magic, and did some really awesome audio because I had never worked with uh, somebody else for audio, and it was dope to just like work with other people. Like it's funny, like we both have our businesses, but it's not like middle fingers to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like because this space is very collaborative. You yeah. know, what I mean? you can't do everything by yourself all the time. It's actually easier to do things in a crew or a team yeah. environment a lot more times than just being one and gun superhero. And, um, yeah, that's a five-part series. Uh, I helped direct it and put it all together in the storylines. Basically, it's like how you can use Goodwill and Pinterest together to find home goods for your house. Right. And so it's like that is a business goal. Hey, how can we get people to buy more home goods? Yeah. But the storyline is, hey, here's two tools. Have you ever thought about using Pinterest to find design inspiration? Because that's the real problem. I'm not creative. Yeah. I can't afford a interior designer because I'm looking for budget stuff. And where do I find this stuff? Now, oh, now that table that I didn't think was anything, it matches my Pinterest board picture. Mm-hmm. Now I can go get this. And it's like, okay, cool. Like that was a that was that was actually a really cool opportunity because they came to me and they were like, Hey, we have this idea. What, what you know, let's put it together. And she was like, Yeah, we kinda wanna do like a fixer upper H D T V show for like Goodwill. And since somebody was like, hey, I believe you have the creative skills and like the execution skills to do it, it opened up a door for a new opportunity to do work beyond just the typical, you know, commercial. So definitely check out that series. And then um, uh, I guess my website. Yeah, you can find yeah, your website. Yeah. Uh, so we get real. That's R-E-E-L. My business is Real Results. <laughs> I guess I made it as straightforward as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get real dot com. Um, yeah, so all you have to do is go to wegetreal.com. You'll see, like, you know, the work that we do um, with different clients. And, you know, like I said, we do the content and the distribution. Awesome. Um, well, I'm glad to have you on, man. And, uh, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, man. No, uh, I really appreciate this uh, even conversation happening because I think it definitely needs to happen. You know what I mean? And even catching it early is like that's super, you know, insightful on you. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. All right.